0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to PodToy 33. Um, this is uh, a bit of a delay, but then you know what PodToy doesn't have—a delay in one form or another. Um, but I've, I'm going to make up, make it up to you because I uh, managed to find Jim Sterling in, uh, you know, in the, coming out of his heroin binge in a, a, a rain gutter in uh, somewhere in England, somewhere where it rains all the time. So he was all wet and shit, and he's here, and that's pretty cool because he's never on, and that's great. And I'm also joined by uh, Nick Chester and Anthony Birch. So you guys should say stuff, so it's not just me talking to myself. Come on.
1: Yeah, hi. How are you?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm not bad. <laughs>
0: I hate you guys. <laughs> um, the idea is
2: to make you talk for as long as possible and make it more and more awkward as you run out of things to say.
0: Well, you know, that is kind of our own special brand of, uh, that, that's how we roll up here in the pod tizzy, fo f- 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 tizzy word. Word. Um. Anyway, Late,
2: Very inefficiently is how we roll.
0: Yeah, that's that's how we do. Um. Anyway, uh, jumping right on into it because no one wants to hear us. I mean, we could we could braid each other's hair and talk about our hopes and dreams, but fuck that. That's that's for uh, that's for another podcast. Um. But the big news this week, um, is is the Bungie and Microsoft split, which uh is great because for some reason people are really freaking out about it. They're like, oh, does that mean that Bungie's gonna go to. Uh, Nintendo and, oh, what's going to happen to me? And everyone's bitching and moaning about it. But it is it is kind of clearly,
3: interesting. Clearly it means that Halo 3 is going to be on the PS3 and it will be better because of Blu-ray.
0: Well, actually, what I was thinking was... Um,
3: it's very clear.
0: I, I was thinking more of a... I, and, I, oh, go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's going to... um. It's gonna to lead to tala Halo nights
0: oh God we can only dream Ooh. can't we which
3: yeah, oh it will be superior I'm
0: really looking forward to the uh, the Halo minigame compilation on the Wii like that's gonna rock you know like how many rock. grunts can you click on in 30 seconds um, but anyway so yeah there's been a lot of uh, back and forth over this on message boards and, and on our on our own site and that kind of thing but I was wondering uh, what you guys thought um, is that uh, the, and for those of you who somehow haven't heard you know this at all yet Essentially, the idea is that now that Halo Three is complete, Bungie is still going to be working with Microsoft. Microsoft still owns, you know, the Halo IP. That's still definitely theirs. Halo isn't going to be, you know, sold off to, you know, ColecoVision or any of that bullshit. But um, Bungie is now kind of free to embark upon their own sort of, you know, creative paths, whatever that might be. And I was wondering, uh, what did you guys think of this news?
3: I'm I'm still somewhat shocked that Microsoft just. As far as we can see, just allowed Bungie to walk away. It doesn't seem the Microsoft way to just say, "Oh well, we did own you, but like Britain with the British Empire, we're just going to let you free again." Oh, yeah, they're
1: not—they're not that free. I mean, they're still making games for for Microsoft. They've already said well, they're, they're still already, making. They're still gonna well, they're th- make, they already said they're still going to make yeah, Xbox 360 pay- games. But- they have no plans to make any PC or, or Macintosh games or anything like that. So. Uh, not that much has changed, except I think Bungie has more creative control. They have more control to do what they want to do, which is I think that's the important thing here. It's like why why did Bungie really want to split off from Microsoft? And I think a, a lot of people are saying a lot of what I'm hearing is that just micro, working with Microsoft is just a fucking nightmare. You know, there's just like there's just months and months of having to approve everything, of so having to approve everything through Microsoft and this, that, and the other thing. And maybe they felt stifled and. You know, this is going to be better for them. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily going to be. We're not going to see any more Halo games come from Bungie because it's clearly not. Yeah, going but to I'm be sure
0: the, the I'm sure the the uh, thought of doing nothing but Bungie games from you know here until the end. Uh, excuse me, not Bungie games, Halo games. Uh, from here until the end of Eternity didn't really please a lot of the guys at Bungie, and I'm I'm sure that had something to do with it.
2: Of course, I'd hope so.
0: Well, yeah, one can hope. I mean, it's it's funny well, because uh, I was on uh, NeoGAF the other day, and and someone brought up the fact that um. You guys remember that game uh, Oni O N I or Oni? Yeah, and how and that's a Bungie game, and like I never kind of put that together in my head. I'm like, that's is it really? I didn't know that. And so it's and you know, know despite the fact that it wasn't exactly, it wasn't a spectacular game, it just kind of blew my mind that that game was a product of the of the company that I pretty much consider to be, you know, I mean, Bungie is Halo and Halo is Bungie. Like I, I don't. You know, I, I can't really separate the two in my head, so it'll be nice to see them get some new content out of the way. But what, would you, what kind of games would you guys like to see coming out of Bungie now that they have, you know, where would you like to see the talent applied now that they have this kind of creative control?
2: So, something as different from Halo as humanly possible. Because I kind of accidentally yeah, liked uh, Whoa.
3: Uh, yeah, I think what, <laughs> what I'd like to see from Bungie next is, uh, I don't know, like a first-person shooter? Oh, you know, they like haven't that.
0: done one of those in a while. That'd be a good idea. No, it's just in to
3: say yeah. yeah, and a guy <laughs> in a helmet, I think would complete the picture. They should
0: just complete the circle and, and Bungie should should just uh take over where Retro left off and start doing Metroid Prime games. I mean they really should. They're more or less the same fucking game, really, if you think about it.
1: <laughs> what Metroid Prime I'm kidding! <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Lydia? Well, you know, and
0: uh, uh, Anthony before the show brought up an interesting point. And I guess you know this isn't exactly uh, the topic at hand, but since we've all kind of had a chance to, you know, uh, to settle our dirty parts firmly betwixt uh, all the you know ness that's been kind of around as of late, I was kind of wondering what you guys thought. Of, I mean, because we haven't, you know, the last time we we uh, had the podcast going, you know, the game wasn't out yet. So now that we've all had a chance to uh, sit down and tackle it, uh, what do you guys think? Is it uh, did, was it worth the hype to you? I mean, did it live up to all the expectations, or what did you guys think? Nick, how about you go first?
3: I haven't played it.
1: Well, you know, like me, me talking about Halo Three is probably gonna open up a huge can of worms in the comments of this uh, <laughs> of the Podtoid post that you finally put up. But you know, like I posted the thing about Forge and that's really impressive, and I think the community stuff that they're doing is impressive with it, and the video stuff, yada, yada, yada. But the single-player game, like, f- fuck me. I haven't been able to get through the first portion of the game just because, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm bored. I'm straight-up mm. bored with the game. I've been playing it by myself. Nothing's happening. It's not very impressive in, in any way whatsoever. I mean, it's good. It's a solid game, but fucking... I just, you know, I stop playing it, and I go to play Puzzle Fighter because it's more <laughs> interesting to me than halo is. But as far as the multiplayer is concerned, like it's it's a blast when I play with people who aren't, you know, 14-year-old potty mouth boys who are way better at the game than me. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. You gave it an 8.5. I think Yeah, you fair. mentioned
0: the can of worms as if that's <laughs> not something that I'm already familiar with.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's already it's already yeah. been opened, but, you know, I could only imagine what what Anthony's going to say about it. We already mm-hmm. know what you said about it. Um, I I don't even know if if you've played it
3: Jim. I haven't, but as I've said before, I love Halo 3 because it means all the shit players are left on Gears of War, which means I'm starting to get nice. some kills. So, thank you, Bungie. Well, an- yeah, I'm going to get some online achievements. Anthony,
0: finally. have you had a chance to uh, dig into
3: the game yet?
2: My 360 uh, is oh, at Microsoft, right. so I haven't had a chance to pro- to properly play it. But I saw, I saw my, my next-door neighbor bought it, and I hung around for some single-player action, and it looked like the least interesting Single player experience I've had since, I don't know, the last really uninteresting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know,
0: it's funny because uh, last week we um, uh, we talked, uh, last week, I say that as if we do this on a weekly basis. The last podcast that we did, uh, Anthony and I um, and Brad were talking a lot about the ads that they had running, which were really cool. And I, I remember, like, uh, after I played at a Bungie, I got through, like, maybe 80, 80%, 85% of the campaign. And I was like, that part's coming up. That part's going to be fucking awesome. You know, that the part illustrated by the diorama, the big epic fight where, you know, the, yeah. And it, right. never um, it never fucking happens. It never fucking happens, and I'm sorry to spoil you, Anthony. And and yeah, yeah it's big a huge fucking. Spoiler. It doesn't happen. God damn it! I was so pissed. Um,
2: what is it? Is it like an intentional thing? Like, do you think it's going to happen, and then it's a dramatic reason for not? Or that they just like neglect and like, whoops, we forgot to put the big fucking thing that we told everybody well, was going to be like in the they, game in the from, game.
0: From my perspective, it's like they had a really good idea for a marketing campaign that just wasn't in the actual game. But they're like, this would be awesome. Let's do this. And it was awesome. But unfortunately, you know, it got me psyched up for a part of the game that just wasn't there. And I think um, there was, uh, um, I forget which review it was, but some uh, someone scored it a 70. And uh, they said, like, you know, the ads have us prepared for this really dramatic, really epic story that just never, ever, you know, kind of blossoms in the single player game. And I think they kind of have it right. I mean, that was my big problem with it. I mean, the, yeah, like you said, the multiplayer is fantastic, but the single player is missing a few chromosomes, I thought.
2: It's blue balls. Yeah, they it did. It really balls. sucked
0: because I I was fully prepared to really enjoy Halo. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get over myself. I'm gonna start liking Halo, but they just still it's still not the single player experience that you can get from, you know, Half Life or or you know of uh, uh, any number of other first person shooters. So.
2: I've always found it kind of odd that in big, epic, or seemingly epic uh, space adventures, you really never get into a situation where it's like all-out war, like the, the storyline seems to promise, and in this case, the marketing even went so far as to promise. It's like, even in Half-Life 2, you get into skirmishes, but the ma- the major war happens before you even show up, and, and I mean, there's reasonings for that, obviously, but Halo seems to have no reason whatsoever for not throwing you headfirst into something
1: like yeah, that. Yeah, well,
3: I'm
2: sure there's some...
3: This is just another reason why
0: Dynasty Warriors that's, is awesome. That's absolutely right. Well,
1: yes... Well, maybe that's what Bungie <laughs> should do next. They should do a gigantic uh, hack and slash Dynasty Warriors Well, game. you know, they did
0: that, what is it, the Dynasty Warriors Gundam or something that was really horrible, but still, it's an interesting concept. They should, yeah, they should do Dynasty Warriors Halo plus, you know, what what was that horrible review game that you got, Nick? Uh, the Holly something? Holly? Holly, yeah, Holly, Holly Hobby. Is that what you're talking about? Whatever, girls DS game. Just yeah, make... I-
1: yeah, yeah, it's right here. It's Holly <laughs> yeah. Hobby and Friends. that's that's never right that's Sunday. never farther than a couple of weeks,
0: uh, a couple of feet away from you, is it? Like, <laughs> you keep that near you.
1: Yeah, it says on the back. Yeah, it says on the back of the box. It says, "Hi, I'm Holly Hobby, lucky owner of Doodles, and best friend to Carrie and Amy." And then it goes on to some shit about the girls' club. I haven't even opened it yet, but I'm really excited because I get. To know, get I, to I know
2: this it. isn't supposed to be a porn game, but the more you tell me about it, the more it sounds like one. It doesn't yeah, sound like... like an actual <laughs> game. The more you talk.
1: Well, you, you do use the touchscreen to uh, dance <laughs> and dress up Holly Holly. Yeah. Well, I think
0: that, you know, in terms of talking about where Bungie should go next, I think they could take a real cue from all of these just bullshit, like, it's kind of like the second wave of, of really horrible third-party games that we saw. Well, I mean, we've seen them everywhere, but, like, you know, there was kind of a, a renaissance of shitty third-party games on the PlayStation, and uh, I, I mm. hope we're going to get uh, to see that again on the DS, because, like, what is it, like, horses and girls and and babies, and babies. dolphins, all with Z, because they're edgy, motherfucker! That's.
2: If you yep. combine those into one game, that would be one <laughs> kick-ass game, though, If they had to fight each other. Dynasty Warriors,
0: babies, dolphins, horses. Halo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh oh my that god, I that's... My respect for Bungie would increase triple fold.
3: Damn right, Dynasty Warriors Baby Dolphin <laughs> Edition sounds fantastic.
2: Oh my god. I think you just gave me next week's free game. fuck that, no. That...
3: Even if it just gives me an opportunity to punch the shit out of Echo. <laughs> Seriously, after playing that fucking game, I wanted to get a dolphin in a headlock and just punch That's, it on its you know, nose.
0: I, I, get that, I get that feeling after playing pretty much any Sorry. game. You know, I'm Sorry. just like, fuck, where's a dolphin that I can beat senseless, you know? <laughs> oh well, having having thoroughly gone off track with that. Um, so I guess in, in summation, yeah, uh, it's gonna be good. Hopefully, maybe we'll see less Halo and more original IP. But somehow I doubt it. But eh, whatever.
1: Yeah, but but even if Bungie moves away from Halo, you know we're gonna get it from all the. Oh yeah, I anyway. mean, well, it starts with you yeah. know, is the RTS just everything? Yeah, You're yeah. Not I be mean, to if we
0: see, it. I want what I want to see is a I want to see a. Um, like a, like a Spartan dating simulator, you know, where it's like, the better you do, the more pieces of armor come flying off, baby. Mmm, yeah. Yeah, you take that helmet off there, Master. Oh, I'm going to stop now. All right.
2: I'd like to see a third-party guy really, really screw up the Halo franchise, like, like permanently. To <laughs> so, so the point where we actually enjoy it, but people who really like Halo really get fucking pissed That would be pretty funny, the ultimate
0: irony, wouldn't it? We can only hope. Yeah. Anyway... Uh... So, uh, another uh, kind of in in, uh, in the line of things that were expected and were finally announced is that there was a, a PS3 price cut um, announced uh, for, I think it was it just, is it just the UK or is it pretty much everybody? It's, there's a new... Um,
1: uh, so far, it's the UK and I think Australia. Was yeah, so we're probably going to be
0: seeing something. Um, there's a, uh, for readers who don't, or readers and or listeners who don't know, there's a, an upcoming uh, uh, 40 gig PS3 model that's going to be priced lower and, uh, you know, we'll eventually, I mean, we're <laughs> We're likely going to see it in the United States at probably a lower price, which is great because you know I'm much too broke to buy anything, least of all a PS3. Um, but uh, furthering the uh, the the removal of features that was um, that started after the last uh, hardware revision, in which we lost the Emotion Engine that you know um, allowed for you know 100% PS2 compatibility, is you know moving it just to software. Now there's no PS2 compatibility whatsoever, and uh, I, I think. Um, it's my question to you guys: Is is our is, price cuts even worth it? If every time you know Sony shaves off a little bit of money, we're going to lose more features. I mean, particularly something that is as important to some people as backwards compatibility. Um, Anthony, what do you think? Oh, actually, Jim, of... Jim, take
3: it. Sorry. No, I just. Sorry, I just decided to talk over everyone. <laughs> I apologize.
2: I'm the American. No, I'm, I'm just supposed to be say, doing that. End...
3: <laughs> I was just going to say, by the end of the PS3's life cycle, it's just going to be a sheet of thin black plastic, <laughs> isn't it? That's... That's all I have to
0: say. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> hoping that was going to lead into some insightful commentary, are... you wasteful son of a bitch. No. No. <laughs> with,
2: the, with the delay, that was the most well-timed dramatic pause in the history of well-timed dramatic pause. Um, anyway, I think, the at least in the case of the backwards compatibility getting getting knocked off, I don't really have a problem, because the, the, they did make a good point when they say, well, who doesn't have a PS2? I mean, there's no, I don't think there's anybody on the planet who got a PS1 and goes, you know what, I'm going to skip this generation and then get the PS3 so I can get all the PS2 games. I mean, most anybody with a PS3 has a PS2, and it's for, for me, I'm, I'm going to get it eventually. I like the idea of any sort of price cut.
1: Yeah, but most consumers, when they buy when they buy the next generation of system, they trade in their last generation of system, or they get rid of it, or they, they move it to another room or something like that. I think by removing the PS2 backwards compatibility from the PS3, I mean, I could see why they did, they did it. They're obviously trying to cut costs on it or, or whatever, you know, save $35 per system or whatever it is that they're doing. That's fine. But to say that it's not a huge deal to a lot of people, I think it's ridiculous because, I mean, I've worked retail plenty of times, and, and, and people want they they want to have backwards compatibility in the system's a huge thing for them. I mean for me for me for you for, for everybody on this podcast probably it's not a huge deal but for a consumer it's going to be. So I find it interesting that they decided to nix it.
2: Well, I don't know. I've I've, I've I think I've gotten over backwards compatibility just from having an Xbox 360 and constantly getting fucked over by their lies regarding, "Oh no, yeah, okay, everything's going to be backwards compatible by the end of the year." Did we say everything we meant Barbie Horse Adventure? Did we say Barbie Horse Adventure? We meant nothing at all. I've been waiting patiently for Advent Rising to become fucking backwards compatible, and this never has. So I don't know. Going, going from Xbox to, to PlayStation 3, at least their attitude is a little bit more honest in terms of, no, we're not going to have backwards compatibility.
1: Well, I mean, but in, in the beginning, I think Phil Harrison said something like, you know, backwards compatibility, um, it's a core value of what we believe we should offer. And then, you know, now they're like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah, forget it. You know, we're just kidding. But it plays PS1 games still. Which is weird, apparently. That's, oh, that's This is
0: my PS3. It plays PS1 and PS3 games. Uh, fucking,
1: yeah, yeah. Betamax. <laughs> and Blu ray. It only plays plus odd number of PS3 plus games. Talladega
0: Nights. And just Talladega Nights. That's the next hardware revision they should be. It's like, well, you know, the PS3 is now, you know, $75 cheaper, and it only plays Will Ferrell movies.
2: <laughs> God. <laughs> I'd buy that in a
0: heartbeat because those are the only
2: movies I own. Tell me that was an ironic statement. Uh, it, it, it is
0: if you want it to be. Um, anyway, uh, I, I guess uh, the one thing that I... Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the. I just don't want to give up my library. And, and it's kind of like what Nick said. It's like, you know, just having to rely on antiquated technology really kind of sucks, especially if there's the option to, you know, have that feature built in. Like, I don't want... Like, my PS2, I got a, I had to get a slim PS2 because my, my, you know, launch model finally conked out like five years after the fact. But, uh, you know, having to rely mm-hmm. on it and bust it out every time I want to play a PS2 game, it's like, the PS3 is going to take up pretty much all of my available shelf space below my TV. Um, I, I, I really don't want to have to have another system hooked up. Plus, you know, it's just, its I don't know, I'm a convenience nut. And if I can have one system to play three generations of games, I'd really like it. But, I uh, I don't know. I bitch about the PS3's price as a big, you know... In uh, you know, uh, obstruction to you know my buying it, but you know this isn't how I wanted it. I just want it cheaper, and I want Microsoft to, or excuse me, Microsoft. I want Sony to suffer for it. I want them to have to take on my financial burdens and sell me shit for cheaper. That's reasonable.
3: I just love how Sony can't even do a price drop right without fucking up somewhere. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's, they can't. They can't just drop the price. They have to say, "Oh, we'll, we'll drop the price, but." You know, we're Sony, so we're going to fuck up somehow. Well,
0: that's Sony for you. That's how they roll.
3: That is Sony for you. I mean, maybe they're just saying, don't bother buying a PS3 and just keep the PS2 and be
1: happy. How the fuck, how are they supposed to explain that to consumers, though? Because you have all these SKUs out on the market, or there have been all these SKUs out on the market. So the system's been out in Europe since, was earlier this year didn't launch? Or is it last year?
3: Uh, March yeah, March this year, I think. Okay, so yeah. it's,
1: it's so it's you know it's it's been less than a year, granted, but the thing's been around for a while. It's had some time to marinate in you know the brains of you know consumers. Like, do I buy it? Do I not buy it? Well, it does this, that, and the other thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody's going to walk into a store, you know, in December, and be like I'm going to buy a PlayStation 3, and then it doesn't play PlayStation 2 games. When for almost a year they've been you know they've been told that it does play PlayStation 2 games, but now it doesn't anymore. You know what skew are you getting yeah. it's just it's, it it's is confusing really,
0: especially and because oh they
1: should have they should have taken it out to begin with or or not it's like just figure out what you're well, going to yeah, do with it it's... and stick with it there's been so many revisions of the damn hardware already yeah, and, it's and been especially a year.
0: because now it's like um if you know I know for some people compatibility isn't an issue and that's fine but now right now there's there's a ps3 that will play all PS2 games. There's a PS3 that will play some, but not most, you know, and and not very well. And now there's one that won't play them at all. And it's kind of like, well, you know, and you really have to do your research. And they're they're going to make it. They're probably going to piss off some people. I'm sure there's, you know, I probably won't lose too much sleep over it. and I'm sure you guys won't either. But yeah, it's probably not the. It's not as as far as making it easy on the consumer. On you know, John P doesn't know fucking shit about games. Uh, it's probably not the best move.
3: That's part of the course for Sony this generation. It's just complete schizophrenia in everything it does. It's, you've got all these different um, screws all, all over the market. We've got confusion over the six-axis and dual DualShock thing. You know, we don't know what controller is getting bundled with what, and their marketing is all over the place. You know, first it's a supercomputer, then it's a Blu-ray player, then it just then it's a game system. Then it's a Blu-ray player. Then it's a supercomputer. Again, it's just all over the place. i have got no, no consistency.
1: It sounds, a like it's, it's it sounds a lot like
3: the PSP.
1: Sounds a lot like the PSP, and it's early, yeah. Uh, yeah. early. Well, I mean, it just seems like, you know, like yeah, it plays MP3s. Yeah. It plays movies. It kind of plays games you can get on the internet. It's got an RSS reader in it. Okay, it's just a game player now. You need to get software to put your your movies on it. You got to rename fifteen things just to get a, a fucking you know a video to play on there from your computer. Blah blah blah. It's just it, it always felt very similar to the PSP to me, and I think this just. Kind well, do you guys think there was me. a lot
0: um, of talk about after E3 when there was a sort of re- you know um, revised and and sort of um, narrowed focus on gaming uh, that Sony so- uh, showed us at E3? Um, Nick and I, you know, we were sitting next to each other at the show, and every. Like every other you know game that we saw, we were like turning to each other and being like, "That's fucking awesome! Like, look at that! Wow, they're you know they're really pulling out all the stops. This is great." Um, and it seems like since then, I mean, that whatever focus they they had on display there has kind of gone gone in the toilet. I mean, they're not really. It doesn't seem like it. Seems like as you said, Jim, that schizophrenia is still kind of in full swing.
3: I think one problem is, and I think um I think it was David um, Lord Wharton who um. <laughs> Suggested this is the fact that um, Sony is It's not a games maker By nature it's, you know, It does at home electronics So it Doesn't know what it's doing really Because you know, that's why it keeps trying to do all these different things Because that's you know, Where Sony lives Televisions, DVD players, that kind of thing They got lucky in the first Two generations because they were up against The failing Dreamcast and then the N64 which didn't do very well but now they've come up with, you know, Nintendo has just totally shocked everyone with how well it's doing. Uh, Microsoft just has enough money to throw into everything, even when it has to pick itself back up. And I think Sony is, possibly doesn't know what to do. It doesn't know how to handle this, all these new threats that have come in, because I don't think they've been this threatened in the market before. And now they're just trying to throw as much shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. And it's just confusing people
2: dangers of hubris yeah that's
0: that's definitely one way to put it i think it's i don't know i i yeah. definitely like to see I, the, the ps2 was so i mean they they knew exactly who they were they knew exactly what they were doing it was a system that had a had a very direct um use and a direct cause and it seems like they've kind of lost that since then
2: it was also a simpler time back then we didn't have to worry about backwards compat. well yeah we did what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> those assholes play ps1 games from the fucking day you bought it <laughs> That's the last time I ever try to give Sony any credit. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Oh man. Well, uh, moving right along then, uh,
0: because uh, time is limited, and and eventually, by the sound of it, London is going to fall into a giant, you know, pit in the ground. Uh, just to let everyone know, Jim is facing a little bit of a delay because um, England is apparently on the dark side of the moon. So uh, where it's we're kind of dealing with uh, with that and his bullshit right now. So, uh, but but bear with him because he's a good kid. <laughs> And he has a monocle. My fucking bullshit! <laughs> what?
3: I do have a monocle. It's really that, shit. Yeah. It cost me about two pounds, and it's worth about fifty pounds. <laughs> it's crap. It's rubber and plastic, and it doesn't even look impressive in photographs. But everybody's too stupid to notice it. Well, it's spectators. because you know, in
0: America, you know, a monocle is like you know, it's it's like having a second dick, really. I mean, it's it's. Uh, just, just by virtue of being a monocle at all, it's a symbol of, of amazing and, and uh, otherworldly uh, status and power. Very so, true. you know. It, it could be made out of a pretzel, dude, and you'd be all right. Who the <laughs> fuck is talking on – what the hell was that? Someone's fired. What was that? All right. Not me. I, I, blame, I blame Anthony. That okay.
2: It was me. I couldn't hit the mute my, my, uh, button that's on my cool. mic so soon. Uh, Apologies. No
0: um, well, um, Anthony's got to talk to his seven girlfriends. So, um, uh, Anyway. Oh. I'm here. I'm right here. <laughs> I kid. My seven girlfriends and fucking weight. There's dirty
2: stuff the to be talking about. That's kind of dedication we expect here. We need
0: God damn it. Um, uh, so, there was uh, earlier uh, this week. Actually, no. It was uh, Yesterday. So it was earlier this week, just not much. Um, Jim posted uh, a, um, a story about uh, Left Behind Games, publishers of uh, Left Behind Eternal Forces, the, the hottest RTS on the market right now, um, which is about, you know, those fucking books where everyone's <laughs> gone because the rapture happened and, and now we have to either convert people to Christianity or kill them dead or something. Um, so, and I guess there's a, there's a little bit of uh, drama going on with that. Jim, uh, why don't you tell everyone uh, what the deal is with that?
3: It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) This game is apparently really shit, right? And these cunts who made it uh, get pissed off if you say bad things about them, because they're wankers. (laughs) So these pieces of shit are emailing all these blogs like tossers and being complete (laughs) pussy fucks about it. And... Threatening anybody with legal action if they say that their piece of shit game is a piece of shit game that's fucking shit and is really really shit and smells of shit, and the discs are pressed out of shit. So that's pretty much what. I'm happens. so glad I asked you. I'm
0: I'm so glad I
3: asked. It. That's that's brilliant. I'm yeah. glad you asked uh, me. too. Um,
0: but, but yeah, so essentially the idea is that you know bad mouthing this uh, you know awful game. Which is an awful game. Um, uh, it, it, the, the, they break out the lawsuits and 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 tell blogs and uh, uh, Gameology in particular um, to remove any uh, quote false and misleading comments from the website. Um, and you know, as as you know, folks who deal. I mean, we this is what we do. I mean, we we issue you know opinions on games all the time. And if we got you know any communications from any you know company about you know if we said if I said you know if. Well, my Halo 3 8.5 review, if I got an email from Microsoft saying take down these false or misleading statements, if I said the single player was shit, you know, and if I, if I published that you know email, I mean, everyone would be right up Microsoft's ass and telling them to fuck off. And, and it just seems like this is not the kind of behavior that we, especially those of us who are actually active in the, in the blogging industry, like us who actually work on Destructoid, that it's like the last thing that we would expect. I think it's, it's also
3: got... funny to see crazy Christians complaining about misleading information. <laughs> oh, oh snap! Blast, blast oh the snap! All right. Anthony, what, what was that you want to say?
2: I was gonna fucking <laughs> say that. Damn it, British people! It was,
0: it was, it was a race set <laughs> up on the Christians.
2: But no, basically, it's just so because it's so they're being so consistent with their religion, and that they think that someone someone saying anything is remotely. Uh, it, it's just they, they they take the fact that their game is good. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the guys who you know produce this game really consider themselves doing the work of the Lord, and they think that therefore it's a Have you seen their
3: site?
2: No, I haven't. Is it like Have that?
3: Have you seen their website? Oh, it's such. There's I linked to it in the um in my post where I just mentioned how they're sanctimonious, self-satisfied fucks. I didn't use the word fucks. I just said they're sanctimonious and self-satisfied, but I can say fuck here, so they're fucks. <laughs> and it's really, just check out the site. They talk about, you know, the good work they're doing and how, and how oh, there's opposition everywhere because they're doing good yeah. work. They are fucking I've geez. got it pulled
0: up here. I can, I'll, I'll quote it for all y'all. Um, it's... Uh... Uh, they, they state, uh, when we started Left Behind Games five years ago, we had a dream. It was a noble dream to build the most successful, quote, inspiration and family video game <laughs> publishing company in the world. Everyone knows that the entertainment industry, especially video game publishers, create dark content, dot, dot, dot. And the idea to create games with, an, uh, with positive morals and values is an aspiration almost everyone can get behind. So, and, and this, bear in mind, everyone who's listening, that this is a game that's about fucking, you know, either... Converting or killing the people who were, you know left behind uh, after the rapture, <laughs> and so that's yeah, that's
3: was Jack was was Jack Thompson the founder of uh, this fucking of, company?
2: They sound the same. They they both think that they're fucking they somehow soldiers of God that they're doing the right thing. What what is it about this, these fucking people? Oh, it's their
1: religion. <laughs> I just answered that uh, question.
0: Nick, do you have anything to say about this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't know what else I like, could possibly say. Have any of you guys? Yeah, play I played the, the demo. Game? Did you? And what? Yes, it, it was. It actually, yes, it was. Shit?
0: It was quite terrible. Um, it's uh, they. I mean, they they stick to the basic conventions of an RTS, but for the most part, it's just. I mean, it's okay. Look, here's the thing. Um, it's not as terrible as some RTSs I've played, but it's still so heavy-handed with the message that I can't get past it. And like you know, it, obviously, it's a game that's not intended for me, and I understand that. But but um, to but. I think that the idea of them getting so upset that they would actually toss lawsuits at people who would say that it's not a very good game, like, makes it even less of a great game in my eyes. I'm just like, fuck you and your shitty-ass game. You fuck right off.
2: It could be the fucking greatest game in the world, and it wouldn't excuse the fact that they're being such fucking pretentious assholes. Even David Jaffe doesn't talk about his own works and games like that. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ indeed. Literally.
3: (laughs) Oh. Well, I... It's the same with Dennis Diak, you know, he whines and complains about too human and I'm more predisposed to dislike it and I enjoy it like I did today. I enjoy saying I'm unimpressed with it. (laughs) I don't go out of my way to say I'm unimpressed with it, I'd like to be impressed with it, but if I'm not impressed, bonus score for me, I get to make Dennis Diak cry. And thankfully he won't sue us. Because they
0: tend to be... Like, you don't know not that. not yet anyway, yeah. but we've we've Did said some pretty, pretty gnarly mean, things about pre- uh, about a lot of games, and we haven't been sued yet. So, and I've seen people say a lot worse. I mean, I mean, just look at like uh like uh Tycho on uh, at Penny Arcade. I mean, like uh I I remember reading somewhere. I think it was on Neogaf earlier this week that someone said like I've never. You know the only negative previews I've ever seen come from Tycho at Penny Arcade, which is pretty much true. It's like you know if you if if he gets like early builds of a game, he'll rip into it no problem because he's not really obligated to anybody. You know he's not you know he's not concerned about marring a relationship. But, um, it's 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 interesting how is it is it just me or is or is the um the the developer uh like uh, response to the public you know backlash if if a game doesn't you know settle like Lair or something. Is is that a recent phenomenon? (laughs) Like, do you guys remember ever seeing anything like that in years past?
2: Well, I don't remember ever even caring who the developers were before these last two generations. Like, Shigeru Miyamoto seemed like some sort of person who was sitting on the throne in Japan that like no one ever talked to. You know, there weren't a lot of wasn't a lot of back and forth necessarily, apart from anybody other than Howard who worked for you know Nintendo Power.
3: It's all about the internet growing and people becoming far more accessible than they used to be you know even even in recent years people have just become far more accessible and the blogosphere has increased to the point where you know Microsoft and the PlayStation 3 has its own blog so these these guys are known at least to the internet crowd a lot more and we get to know who they are and their thoughts on things and they get to put their feet in their mouths a lot more like the um like Mr Regibrek did over there which I loved...
0: You, wait, you, you love that he put his love foot in his mouth, it? or you love the game?
3: No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I hadn't played it. But, but the, the, <laughs> whole, the whole PR thing over Lair was just... I don't know if you saw it, but I think every day that week I was posting new things that Julian Egerbrecht had said to make the whole Lair debacle even worse. It was
2: hilarious. I was gleeful. <laughs> Seems that the people who make the better games too seem to be a lot more chill. Like I don't know if you if you saw the uh, they did a post Bioshock interview with Ken Levine in this latest EGM, and they were pointing out all the stuff that sucked about the game. Like the, the boss fight was really stupid, and he's like, Yeah, it was. That was dumb. We shouldn't have done that. And like the endings are too short. He's like, Yeah, isn't that a bummer? Like he he was totally okay with the fact that people were tearing apart his game, like just because he's a fucking better guy than most of these people. Well, Of course,
3: if you well if you're confident that you've made a good game, then you're going to accept the criticism. If you're if you're just trying to convince yourself that you've made a good game, and you're not confident about it because it's shit, then you're going to throw around lawsuits and desperately try and justify it. But you know, Ken Levine, he knows he knows his hot shit. He's, he knows Bioshock is excellent. He doesn't care if some you know if there's some shit elements in it because he he knows the overall product is good.
0: Agreed. Yeah. That. <laughs> um. <laughs> well. I think, especially with well, yeah, with Bioshock, I think it, it's a whole different story because I mean, I, but but do you guys ever do you guys think that this is going to be, that this is something that's particular to the the developers and makers of, of Left Behind, Eternal Forces, the PC game, or um, do you think that is this does this worry anybody like that maybe we'll we'll start to be targets of people who are like oh you're defaming us and our game and fuck you we're gonna start was...
3: I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Because yeah,
0: they have oh, no legal basis, so it's of not like not. we have but to make exactly. anything. Uh, yeah. My question is that you know we've seen a little bit of the uh, of of uppity developer syndrome, where you know developers will start getting you know personal and 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 start posting their own responses to that kind of thing. And do you think? Uh, I guess uh, is it something to consider that maybe this it hasn't the escalation hasn't quite ceased yet.
1: I think it's more I... public now than, than it has been. But I mean to to think that. Uh publishers of uh reviews and you know egm haven't heard shit from from companies in the past over or poor reviews or anything like that is mm-hmm. kind of naive you know because i mean you know uh, apparently uh midway and Ziff uh, ziv davis Electronics Weekly monthly have a strained relationship um over some shitty reviews of mortal kombat you know that was made public um that people have talked about that before so i mean it happens i mean this just happens to be a lawsuit over a ridiculous you know game you know left behind so it's big news but it happens
0: well yeah but the lawsuit part doesn't really happen i mean that that's what makes it so remarkable is that it's gotten to that point um you know
3: well they're christians they you know they're going to sue anybody who doesn't agree with them that's
0: which is how all christians are like you know, that, But uh, what is this we we yeah. move from racism to uh, just offending people based on their religion i think that's good it's a step up for us <laughs> we're, we're crawling out of the hole i think that I think that insulting people for their religion is slightly less repugnant than insulting people for their race. Um, so we're we're getting there.
3: Um, <laughs> but so, what, oh, go ahead, Jim. Uh, go ahead. What were you gonna... uh, no, I was. It was just going to involve black Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's remi- move on. Let's,
0: let's...
1: Yeah, good. Let's idea. move swiftly okay. on. Um, <laughs> there are black Christians.
0: Moving right along, then. um. Brad posted a story uh, uh, earlier this week. This was actually earlier than the week, on October 3rd, um, that the Writers Guild of America, which actually, this makes me quite happy, Uh, the Writers Guild of America um, has announced that they will be presenting uh, a video game writing award at the 2008 Writers Guild Awards, Um, and that ceremony is going to be held on February 9th, uh, which is kind of cool. I mean, granted, this, you know... the conversation about how, you know, self-fillating and, and masturbatory, the whole, like, let's award ourselves for making movies and such that the entertainment industry does all the time, I mean, that's notwithstanding. Um, it is kind of interesting to see some uh, uh, some recognition for quality game writing, and we've talked about it a couple times before, um, and, and it's, it's something that's been mentioned on the site, but... Um, now that we're kind of now that games uh, writing in games is getting a little bit more uh, you know a, a little bit more recognition at least in a more f- official capacity, do you think this will do you guys think this will encourage um, uh, more quality storylines, more quality writing just a better presentation of those elements in games
2: I doubt no. it. why is that Anthony? Yeah I doubt it. <laughs> Because I mean, at the end of the day, the thing that's going to motivate people to make uh, games with great dialogue is either a desire to do so, or if they're going to make games with shitty dialogue, it's it's a financial incentive not to do so. I think I think these these awards. I mean, I'm really glad that we're getting these awards, but I think they're just going to. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to tell us what we already know. When games like you know, with storytelling similar to Bioshock or Half-Life 2 come along, come along, you know, they're they're going to do that. Or it's going to totally piss us off, and and Halo or something is going to win. Nick. Oh no.
0: Plus Jim. these. Were... Oh sorry. Fuck Nick. Fuck
2: no, uh, I'm sorry. I, no, let Nick go. No.
1: <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah,
3: you're right. <laughs> Fuck that.
1: All right, you guys are. fucking the executive editor.
3: Yeah, that
2: silly right. sausage.
3: <laughs> Jim, please, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> I will just say that. You, I mean, this this award as well is only really going to matter to the developers who are already doing the good stories. I th- I would think. You know, I don't think. People at Midway, for instance, will suddenly start really cracking down and making a a huge 60-hour-long epic Mortal Kombat RPG just to win an award. It's only going to matter to the guys who are already doing quality writing in games, I think, because they're the ones who... Are interested in that, and as Anthony said, the others are interested in the money well, right. side. But of I it. mean, I
0: don't, a game doesn't have to be an epic, you know, epic RPG to have a quality story. I mean, look at a game like Bioshock, where it's it's short and it's a it's a first person shooter, but it still manages to you know include a.
3: Well, no, yeah, I was just being oh, sarcastic, okay. but British
0: people do that, Aaron. Oh, do that, Aaron. I, I can't tell because his goddamn <laughs> accent makes him sound sarcastic all the time. Fuck. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, fuck me and my nationality um, Nick,
0: Nick you, uh, before i i insult you several times <laughs>
1: You know I, don't even, I don't even remember anymore, I'm just just—I'm sitting here. He's just seething with hatred,
0: he's deleting yeah. you from the oh, d- yeah.
2: Destructoid he's... archives. Yeah, I'm writing every post.
1: an email to Nero right now about how all of you fuckers should be <laughs> I <fired> like how
0: <laughs> last week we had the same conversation where I was basically yelling at Anthony and Brad for, I think it was, I i, I told Brad he should be fired because he didn't have a 360, and then I, I think I just yelled at Anthony for no particular reason. So that's thats the kind of uh, hatred that the Destructoid family has for one another. and
2: uh... It's mostly just you, it's not for one another, yeah, it's okay, mostly well, just all right, you. Alright,
0: fine. And Nick. Nick's a hateful bastard too.
2: Well yeah, but it's his that's job as the executive. Well someone had to. had to take over exactly. where Rob
0: Suma left off, really. Ooh.
3: Ooh. And here we yes. come full circle.
0: Welcome. Well well. <laughs> time the podcast again, Welcome to listeners in. to the part of the podcast where we insult Rob Suma. Um, it's nice for you to join us. I'm Aaron Lindy. <laughs> oh, you got third, bitch. <laughs> um, well I I guess uh, I don't know. I, I I do like the fact that it's going to at least encourage... I mean, that, that at least there's some recognition for, you know, effort. Like, um, uh, one of the games I'm, I'm working on a review for is uh, Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions on the PSP. And if you guys are familiar with the original, um, it was one of the most poorly translated pieces of shit ever. I mean, it was so bad that the story was practically incomprehensible. And there's so much fucking shit going on in that game that it's, it's really difficult to get a handle on things. Um, but as I'm playing the game now, it's been completely retranslated by... Um, Oh fuck, the guy's name escapes me, but um he's the dude who retranslated Final Fantasy 5 and 6 Advance. And it's actually um, a, an incredible story and I'm actually making sense of it and it's it's all written in this cool kind of middle English sort of, you know, it it reads like a book. It's just amazing and it's so well written and I'm like, fuck, someone give this guy lots of money because more if it's not just like, you know, oh, make a great story. It's like just write it well. Like don't don't write contrived bullshit. Just write something that's awesome. God damn it. Yeah. You guys are quiet now. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, it's just there's not much more to say. I nobody, nobody in here is going to be like, no, don't write well. You know, it's fucking I, dude, good dialogue. Uh, Anthony, you're
0: supposed to be my foil. You're supposed to disagree with me. You're the, uh, uh, you know... What do we, reg- we agree do, on a lot of stuff? It, I have expectations.
2: Except I like having well, sex well, with you know, Lindsay. there is
0: that. But that's a topic for another show, I think. <laughs> um, so so in the end, I'm guess, I, I'm guessing we're pretty much all on the same page where we think it's not going to change anything.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's not gonna make David Jaffe suddenly decide to. I don't know why I keep mentioning him, but it's not gonna make him suddenly decide to actually make that crying game he kept talking about for like a year, and stop making calling out cars and stuff like uh-huh.
0: that. Um, well, moving right along, uh, Jim has something cool that I think. Yeah, I think we've already pretty much notified the community, but it's coming up this week.
3: Oh, I already put yeah, I posted it on the on the main page and everything. But it's this Thursday, just to remind everyone that I'm. I'm 70% confident that Destructoid's going to bring home the award. But yeah, we're nominated in the first annual Games Media Awards, which will be at the held at the Soho Review Bar on October the 11th, this Thursday. We are up for Best Non-Commercial Site or Blog against UK Resistance, which is about the only site I can remember of the list that we're up against. Um... And the only way, the only reason that I wouldn't feel bad losing to them is the fact that they've got that um, blue sky in video oh, games. That, campaign, that's them, really. Which, that's that's them. Yeah, we're I'll, up against I'll, the blue sky in video I'll game my, guys. I would totally. I, accept a I almost don't it. want to win now. Yep. Um, uh, well, uh, Jim, uh, so
0: we never posted about that, did we, Jim? Uh, explain to everyone what this marvelous new movement is.
3: <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Um, UK Resistance are doing a a campaign to put blue sky back in video games. They want, they don't want all the photorealistic, grey, muddy uh, stuff, which they say is rubbish and shit. They want... They think that video games should have more red and blue in them. <laughs> which is so
0: fucking true. When I saw and that page, I was like, this is the best thing yeah. I've ever read in my life, because...
3: Exactly. Whenever you collect something, a sparkly noise should be heard. It's just... You know things that made games fun. Um, I posted it well a few minutes before we did this podcast. The Dewey's Adventure uh, videos as I put up. Um, I like bright, colourful things, and it's what we grew up on. And there's this movement towards grey, muddy, photorealistic stuff. That I don't know. It's it's not as beautiful as something as say, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Exactly which doesn't yeah it doesn't look real at all but it's bright and it's colorful it's you know it's 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 beautiful in its own way you know far more than something like say gears of war or yeah well it's, you know, it's whatever. something that we've
0: talked about on the site several times before kind of like this this sort of bleak gray brown palette that all next gen games seem to have and it, that that blue sky movement is funny as hell but at the same time it it does kind of provide a sort of interesting commentary on the industry as it is you know yeah where it's kind of like
2: it's, ve- it's very there's... indicative of that bullshit and we got to take ourselves really really seriously trend to games yeah. that don't need that at all.
3: I mean not that there's anything wrong to serious gritty gray games but let's not let's not forget the you know the games that we grew up on as well and what our roots are which is as you say fun. You know which a lot of be- I think a lot of uh, video game journalists and developers and that just forget, I think, what got them into games in the first place. Yeah, and place. I think,
0: well, it's it's speaking of Ratchet and Clank, it's like I think people associate too often that sort of <clears throat> the sort of colorful blue sky si- blue sky kind of game with uh, with like the kitty sort of, you know, like Dewey's Adventure. You know, I know it's it's mm-hmm. great, and everything. Um, it it looks fantastic and it looks beautiful, but people are still gonna write it off as like, oh, it's a fucking. I'll give that to my four year old, you know, some shit. And uh, but but still, that doesn't that doesn't yeah. you know. Disqualify the uh, the the notion that you know, yeah, it's it's kind of nice to it's a breath of fresh air at this point. And should and why should it be? Because like you know, we should be seeing more of that. Jesus Christ, you know.
3: Well, I mean, I looked at the comments on the game trailers website that had the the Dewey videos, and it was just all um, you know, oh, it's too on the kiddie side for me. Oh, this looks like a shit kids game. It doesn't look like a shit kids game. It looks like an excellent kids game. Just because it's for kids, don't say it's shit. And I think that's a you know a big problem. And I'm sorry, but I like, you know, I like fun games. Shoot me for saying that, but <laughs> holy fuck, I like a fun game.
2: I, I and I've never really run into that many kids games. I mean, in, in the terms of the way that people define them, they tend to write shit off. But it's really just a colorful, innocent sort of game. I mean, Steambot yeah. uh, Chronicles is technically a kids game, but it's you know a really deep, fucking awesome game.
0: I think it's a classification that gets us in trouble a lot, and I think it's just it's the knee-jerk reaction where it's like, "Oh, that's for kids." Fuck it.
2: It's purely just an aesthetic thing, I think, when idiots just kind of go, yeah. "Oh, it's for fucking kids."
3: Yeah, go ahead, Jim. I don't care. I mean, if if I get a func- if I get a functioning Wii when I'm in the states, because there's no point in me getting Wii games now, but when I'm in the states, yeah, I, I'll have no shame buying *Dewey's Adventure*. It looks like it's fun. Fuck it, I don't care if it's for kids. If it's fun, I'll have it. Which is what got me arrested that time in the play school when I took all the toys. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna let that go. (laughs) Let's leave. (laughs) That that was a joke. I did not break. I did not break into a store and steal the children's toys.
0: Nick, Nick, you've played some Ratchet and Clank: feature haven't you? You've played quite a bit of it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it plays just like the, the, the older Wretched & Clanks games, which are, are not kids' games. Um, they, well, right. they haven't been ever, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Holly Hobby and Friends that I have in front of me from the <laughs> Nintendo DS, that's a kids' game, you know? Right. <laughs> Drake and Josh go to the movies, that's a kids' game. It's the Rugrats games, those are kids' games. Super Mario Galaxy, not a kids' game. It's, it's an all-ages game, you know what I mean? So, like, I, this whole kids' game versus adult game thing, it's stupid. It's getting old, and you know we know as gamers, and it's, 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 that's not the case. You know we're not the fanboys who are gonna you know sit on on message boards and, and complain that things you know Nintendo's too kiddy, because we all know that's bullshit. So yeah, yeah I mean this is this argument is old.
3: Sorry. I was gonna say that's an interesting thing is how everybody accepts Mario. You know nobody's got any shame about Mario or writes it off. There's not much difference between Mario and Dewey's Adventure apart from the fact that Mario is more famous. But well, they don't write that off as on who a kids you ask game because I, I think that I just think you know it's slightly hypocritical. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. a and lot think, of people are going to write off Mario as a kids me game. that's like you know yeah, well, it's, it's fun, it's... Um,
0: You know, we, we like to say that yeah, well you know we can say in this group, and I'm sure most of Destructoid can say like, well okay, we're, you know, we're gamers who have seen a lot of different shit. You know, <clears> we're not going to be the, the type that will say like, oh this is a kids game and write it off. But we're not the the mass majority of. I mean, we're not the huge. We're not the market. I mean, as a whole. I mean, look at like Halo Three, you know, fastest selling game in history. And if you get on Xbox Live and you hear these people, you know, you kind of get a sense of of what kind of gamers they are. Where it's like pretty much Gears of War, Halo Three, and Madden, and that's pretty much it. Um, and and as gamers get older, and as the the expendable income and and as, you know it starts bulking up, you know, on that end of things that you know the eighteen to twenty four and up. Um, it kind of seems like developers are probably starting to shift in that direction where, you know, games that are colorful and bright will end up being more skewed towards younger demographics and not gamers of all ages. I mean, Nintendo will keep carrying the torch, but I I tend to worry that, you know, maybe that the only time we see blue and red is going to be in games like fucking Holly Hobby, which sucks. That sucks so much.
3: It is sad, but but then again, I mean, you've got things like Ratchet and Clank, which is it. It is going to do well. So, I mean, I, there's always going to be some developers, I think, that remember where they came from. But there's probably just going to be a lot more gray in between the the little glimmers of blue and red.
2: I'm just waiting for the Banjo Kazooie on the 360. I think once that hits, I'll be able to just die happy, knowing that my blue sky quota has been fulfilled. We can only help. Oh. It would. Yeah, it would
3: help if Crash Bandicoot would stop being fucking shit.
1: Has anybody played the new Crash Bandicoot, by the way?
3: I played the demo, and it what the fuck, like he fun, do, he doesn't he
1: doesn't spin around anymore, break boxes. I haven't played. A you Ratchet can, can make him games. do it. Can you? All I was doing was punching and kicking shit, which is not a no, Crash Bandicoot game as far as. Yeah,
3: back. no. Later on in the demo, you can um, it shows you a move called old school, where you rotate the thumbstick and press a button, then he spins around. Okay. So he does do it. It's just it requires a tiny bit of, well, not skill, but more than just pressing a button to do. So he does do it.
1: Well, I was expecting it to be just like the old ratchet. I mean, I'm sorry, the old Crash Bandicoot games, which I have no which problem with. Which
3: would be with. fucking with, awesome, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. with just you know really nice high def graphics. Like I, I'm a, I'm a simple man. I don't expect much. And then I start playing the game, and I'm, I'm, I'm fucking kicking monsters. With Crash Bandicoot, and and then I'm I'm possessing monsters, or well, I don't know exactly what was happening. I was putting a mask <laughs> on them, and then they were kicking things. What kind of game is that? Why do I gotta kick stuff in Crash Bandicoot? I spin into things and collect yeah. apples. Welcome to next gen, Nick. <sighs> I'm disgusted.
3: That's another s- scary movement in games. Is just how everything kicks. The kick <laughs> movement. Agreed. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Too much kicking. I'm, I'm done kicking shit. Yeah. Let's just... No more games where I kick anything. If there's any kicking in all <laughs> caliber four, not playing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just not using those buttons. Not using those Too buttons.
3: much kicking, not enough spinning. That's <laughs> that's, that's, that's our campaign. That's the stand we're gonna make. Let's let say it. I would to I would for And uh, see if that can be
0: their next uh, next cause to champion. Because they they seem like they got it down. I mean that yeah. website, and I'll make sure to link it in the uh, in the post. I'll do some show notes, and and people can see just how fucking brilliant it is. Because it's so like you know it's it's so shameless. It's like fucking blue sky. We need it, Rah! you know. It's awesome. So, <laughs> um, moving right along, and and yes, uh, back to what were we talking about originally? Our award that we might be up against. That'd be great if we could win that. Because we deserve recognition. Because we're fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
2: Is it an yeah. actual like award or is it just know. I'm like hoping a there's some
0: certificate? kind of statuette of a cock or
3: something involved? There better be a there better be a trophy of some sort <laughs> or I'll trash the place. You should there's trash some,
1: the place anyway, Jim.
3: They're supplying free booze, so they better keep me happy, otherwise they I'll oh, break oh yeah, and there's also uh, people from Edge magazine and games magazine are going to be there. Those <laughs> fuckers that wouldn't give me any work. I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> meeting them. I'm gonna kick their heads off.
1: No kick. And I'm going to say there and I'm going to Oh no, no. I'm going to spin their and heads and off. Some right. apples yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And I'll say I'll say who got published by IGN last week? Was it you, editor of games, maybe? That's right. That's right. No wait,
0: Now he's uh, uh he's been on uh he got published in uh IGN yeah. Insider. So, he's <laughs>
3: I'm an evil corporate <laughs>
0: right, yeah <laughs> Um, Which always so moving on to the part of the show that traditionally people listen to because they like hearing their own names. Reader questions. Yay. Yay. Oh, Nick sounds That's fucking tonight. stoked. Um what? And I am. G- Jewish. Oh, okay.
2: He said oi. <laughs> something it's something Jewish people say, Aaron. I actually said Meet before. a few.
0: Okay. Um I I like this. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Golden Donut has something good for us that we might actually be able to talk about. It. And it has nothing to do with ass to mouth or Ron's beard or uh, you know Colette's boobs or any of that business and that's great Um, so the golden donut asks uh, this it's a uh, based on a forum thread post about um, how long you know like what's the maximum amount of time people have spent playing a game in one sitting um, he asks, this is kind of a long question, um, ever since you have all been blogging about video games, not necessarily since joining the Destructoid, has there been a notable, noticeable increase in, um, in parentheses, <clears throat> having to play games while write about them, or decrease having to research, write, and travel to events in the time spent actually playing them? Um, and he goes on to list a bunch of bullshit. Um, <laughs> but uh, getting, getting to the point, he says, do you sometimes find yourselves wanting to cut all of the excess um, uh, necessities of your current stations and just be able to shut the fuck up and just play games? Um, and I think that, uh, I don't know, since, well, especially since uh, Anthony and, and Nick and I have been doing reviews regularly for the website, we're kind of in that position. So I, I was thinking, um, and Jim, I don't give a shit about him because he's English, um, uh, but <laughs> but now that you guys are in a position where it's kind of like you're playing games, uh, you know, as part of your, you know, jobs, like, you know, this is something that we do so we can report to our audience. Um, what do you, What do you guys think? Like, are you finding less time to do what you want or, you know, Nick, why don't you start us off?
1: Well, I, I certainly, I think I, I, since I've been doing this, I, I play more games. I think the time I, I spend actually sitting down and touching video games has has increased, but the time spent Sitting with...
3: down and touching video games? It's fantastic. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. Now, can I can I speak, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <oops>. Got you <laughs> no, going off on some, you know, rant. Sorry. He's <laughs> just, just looking for another second. way to say country. for And one that's
0: really all I want to hear anymore, so... <sighs>
1: Alright Jim, go on, say fun.
3: <laughs>
0: no <laughs> God damn it. Alright, Nick, please continue.
1: I, ne- I never get what I want. But anyway, like I was saying, so I spend I spend more time, I think, playing video games, but I spend less time um, playing uh, long stretches of time with video games, you know what I mean? Like I'm used to going to an event and playing a game for uh, four hours or playing a game for ten minutes or, you know, having to you know, preview a game or whatever it is but I haven't even beat Metroid yet. I really wanted to play Metroid. I don't yeah. have time to beat that because I'm not reviewing it. So instead I had to play Heavenly Sword, which I'm not that upset with because I, I enjoyed playing Heavenly Sword. But, you know, at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm all over the place with, with my video game playing. I, I don't get to spend enough time, quality time with one title. It's, it's, it's all over Heavenly? the place. It's very scattered.
2: I'm the exact opposite. But I think that's due mostly to the fact that Nick has a lot more to do than I do. I, I, I'm reviewing stuff now, but I mean, I, I play games pretty fast, uh, just naturally, so I just have an excuse to, to basically buy more games now, just for the sake um, of reviewing them, and uh, I write pretty fast, Jim,
0: too. It, you're not on the crew, so fuck you, but no, I'm, uh, but, but well, Jim, since since being a part of the site, have yeah, you, okay. I, I guess uh, the Golden Dunant also asked um, if uh, this uh, th- this combination of our hobby and occupation has caused us to experience more genres um than we would have otherwise. Um, So, uh, Jim, what I'd like to ask you is, um, since working for Destructoid and since being involved in the gaming journalism sphere in general, um, have you been finding your taste changing at all, or or any of the other things that we've already mentioned?
3: Um, Actually, it's probably a little more unique in my case, because before I worked for Destructoid, um, just on my own time, I would... I was always writing about video games and reviewing them, because i that's always what I wanted to do in games journalism, was reviewing. Um, and since I've tried to be a like games journalist or whatever, I've done anything but. So when I used to play games, I'd play them, and I'd review them constantly in my head, as I'm sure you guys do, when, since you're on the review team. So you're constantly analysing the game as you play. So I used to do that all the time. But since I now do like the news more than anything else, I'm actually... Playing games with more fun in mind than being critical and analytical of them. So even though I've become more professional writing about games, when I play them, I'm able to approach them more as a fan. Nick, have have your tastes in
0: games or genres changed at all?
1: Um, not at all. Not really. No. I mean, I I didn't like RPGs before I started doing this, and I, I still don't like RPGs. I just don't have time. Um, I, no, I, I haven't really experienced, uh, anything new. I mean, I've, I've played so many games before. I used to be, you know, a manager for, for a GameStop. So I had the chance to play pretty much every game in the store. So I have played plenty of games prior to this and this, I'm not yeah, experiencing I think, anything uh, new. The one thing really. that
0: I've noticed, um, is that, and this, this, you know, dates back to when I started is that, you know, when I started at Astructoid, I was like, you know what? Fuck console first person cheaters. Fuck them. I just do not give a shit. Leave me alone. Give me mouse and keyboard and leave, Just go away. But um, lately, I'm finding that you know, it's it's still I, I still prefer the mouse and keyboard. But it's like the more console first-person shooters I play, the the um, the better at them than I get. The more that I, I can tend to be like, ah, it's okay. And to this day, it's like you know, even if I even if my PC was capable of running Bioshock as well or better than um uh than my 360 can do, it's like I I'd probably still play it on the 360. And that's that's something I definitely didn't expect uh, to answer. The Golden Donuts question, but um, as far as the reviews go, yeah, I don't really have... I haven't finished Metroid Prime either, which sucks, and, like, that's something that never would have happened to me a year and a half ago, two years ago, is that, you know, when I got a game that I was totally into, like Metroid Prime, I would be playing that fucking non-stop until it was done, and, you know, and then go back and do a bunch (laughs) of other shit, but it's like now, in Persona 3, same deal, you know, I didn't have it, oh god, Eternal Sonata, I just don't have fucking time, because it's like, oh, no, Project Gotham 4, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics. Nope, those are like all day fucking play. God damn it! So it's it's cool. It's great, and I like I like doing what I do. But at the same time, it's sort of shit. <laughs> I I miss I do miss the freedom of just being like you know what I don't want to play this. Like if it, it, I think I I feel robbed. It's like if I have to play a game that sucks. It's like I really want to review it poorly because I'm just like you fucker. You took time away from other cool games. Yeah.
2: Well, that's totally the right attitude to have. Because I mean, imagine the people who don't get to buy that many games. That's exactly the sort of anger they should yeah. feel before well, they the, uh, even the, think the, about buying something
0: like console, that. Well, not console, but just gaming fanboyism in general kind of perplexes me. Like after the Halo 3 review, I was like, I was wondering, like, what do you guys owe Microsoft that you won't hold them hold them responsible for wasting your time with a shitty single-player campaign? Like, what have mm. they done for you that you will hurl yourself in front of, you know, like a like a hail of gunfire just to protect their good name? It's like, well, no, no, you should hold them responsible. You know, if they, if they put out a shitty product, you should make them aware of how shitty it is. And not to say that Halo 3 is that shitty, but where they failed, they should be held accountable for it. God damn it. Yeah, so unless you guys have anything else to add, we'll yeah. move on to another question. Um,
1: <laughs> see if Go for it. Wait a minute. Hold on. But wait, wait. Before you go any oh, further, Jim, could you please say "cunts"?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: I'm getting to like the sound of the word "no" more than I like the sound of the word "cunt." Because Lord knows I've seen more of the former than the latter. That was a clever sentence. That was that yeah. was too clever we, we, for we my taste. Yes.
0: On I'm sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Continue. This kind of ties into um, right. well you know no I, I don't know we could we could go over this again but we kind of did but but Wedge does ask something that we sort of talked about earlier is, um he asks why is almost every game coming out um uh, or is already out for the PS3 or 360 some kind of combination of you know the emo and or muscle bound dude and or team of dudes fighting aliens and or soldiers and or demons with guns and or sharp things and or supernatural powers from a third and or first person view. Uh, that is full of bloom lighting and or dirt textures and extreme grayness. And we did kind of talk about this briefly with the colorful, you know, bullshit, which was unexpected, but this was a question that I wanted to ask. But, um, mm. uh, you know, and he lists like, you know, Haze, Dark Sector, Jericho, Gears, the, the Darkness, Two Human, kill zone Fear, Time Shift, Condemned, and a bunch of others and I'm forgetting that he says that he's forgetting. Um, I, I, I guess, you know, we did talk about how, you know, games are kind of, you know, there's this sort of, skew coming up where it's either you know it's super duper serious and super mature or like or kitty almost um and uh i'm I'm wondering if if it's uh if you guys think this is a trend that's going to be we're going to be seeing for a long time like is it is it by virtue of next-gen graphics are we going to be is this something that you think is going to become the norm the same way that you know colorful platformers were the norm on the snes yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah, totally. I think that the sales of a game like Halo 3 and Gears of War just cement that. I mean, people are going to keep making games like that because they sell. Period. And of story, we're going to keep seeing them fucking get yep. used to it. Ah. I mean, that that's it. I mean, it's the bottom line. I mean, you, there's going to be plenty of, of games that are are going to be bright and colorful and, you know, Nintendo's going to be very do well with those games. think
0: that's the fault of the audience or the, or the developers.
3: It's it's always the fault of the audience. Always. Yeah. Totally. In any, any, anything to do with supply and demand, you know, you can't supply if there's no demand, so it's always, a, and I don't even know if it's fair to say it's a fault, because you know, these deluge of grey, muddy games they're not bad games you know, I love Gears of War I, you know, I'm liking a lot of these dark grey, gritty games that are coming out, so it's not I don't know if fault's the right word but It is down to them, it is always the market, Mm -hmm. you know, the market denotes what gets marketed
2: this will probably be the most condescending thing I've said all day but I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that I mean we, we like to obviously point out that gamers are an ever expanding audience and that it's people in their 30s and stuff it's not just 14 year olds now but that you know that's a, that's a pretty big bulk you know just going on Xbox Live and listening to Halo Freaks but a lot of it is still it's still um, that male fantasy of wanting to be <laughs> going back to Robert Suma a long time ago uh, he was on no this is not like totally insulting but um, he, he was on like the Gaming and he said that <laughs> the reason he played video games was to get a gun become a muscly guy in a virtual world and feel like God, and I feel like that's still a very prevalent uh, desire amongst gamers. People don't want to think about things that make them upset, they, w- they don't want to have fun just for fun's sake, they want to pretend that they're someone else and destroy other people within a virtual Not
3: world. Not that there's anything completely wrong with that, I mean, you know But
2: well, when it's done well
3: yeah, I mean, if I've had a shitty—I mean, I've had a shitty night at the office tonight, and later on when we're done here, I'm probably going to fire up Gears and just shoot stuff and f- feel better. And I think that's something games do very well—is just give you that whole fantasy thing
2: of just being some big fucker and just fucking <laughs> fuck up. Even so, I think that too too much is—I mean, w- w- oh, we're absolutely, a yeah. hell of a lot more of that shit than we really need to, considering the. the lack of quality in a lot. I mean, for every Gears and for every God of War and for every God of War there's a shitload well, of do you guys think just it's, really is grungy like games well, that happen. Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, there's an entire school of thought where it's, where, you know, uh, games as, as a form of escapism and, and and being able to take these roles and engage in these activities that, you know, um is the, fact that, is the fact that it tends to be in these, you know, gritty, you know, violent worlds, is that something that's just kind of, <clears throat> that is, is that what people want or is it the escapism or is it that particular role? Because it seems like, you know, if it's about becoming, you know, some different kind of, you know, it seems like that if what gamers want is to take the role of some big dude who kicks ass, I mean, it doesn't always have to be in, you know, a really uh, bleak, you know, I think specifically with these games, it's all about this sort of ruined, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of world where everything sucks and everything's gray and everything's broken and rubbly and, and everything's, you know, gray and shit and fuck it. Um, uh, but, l- like, why can't why can't those roles be, you know, be presented in different kinds of games? Like, why does it always have to be that kind of game?
2: I think it's a reflection of. Well, I think it's two things. I think it's a. It's the fact that um, the post-apocalyptic setting makes it a lot more, a lot less morally repugnant for for killing bad guys. So, you know, in, like in Gears of War, after the world's destroyed, then you had it's it's not a big deal that you're killing aliens. There's nothing really like, gross about it. Um, and secondly, I think it's like. Uh, it, it's it's more of a reflection of where we are now because even if you go to the movies, then you see that uh, our action films have become a lot more nihilistic. You know, just the sin city. We used, noir. Just looking at the the genre of noir, it used to be intelligent people running around, you know, solving crimes and making the world a better place, and maybe you know screwing up and getting killed along the way. And now it's big burly guys smashing other burly guys in the walls. It's just a it's sort of a, I don't know. I think it's a cultural thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I don't think there's anything new about that kind of you know, the big, muscly guy. I mean, you know, look at Stallone, Schwarzenegger, all diehards, all that shit has been going on for years in movies. Um, And, fuck it, it's been going on for years in games. We've only just noticed it now because there's a lot more of it, but there's always been a strong core of these kinds of games in the past. Yeah, well, at least, you know, as far back as the last generation. So I don't think it's anything particularly new, and I... I think every time we suddenly notice something as gamers or at least you know our type of gamers, we suddenly think, oh shit it's the end of the world it's going to change our industry forever and make it so much worse and it's really not going to because it's always been around we've only just started I noticing it, and
0: it's also a little bit more noticeable given the the advances in technology i think it's you know i mean there are plenty of you know Gritty, mm. violent games like Total Recall on the NES and, you know, fuck that. But, I mean, it, you know what I mean? It's like it's the same kind of deal where, I mean, there were probably plenty of games like that, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. But Ball-punching um, action. The kind of gameplay and the kind of environments and and, and textures and such um, that were possible on, like, the PlayStation, you know, it, things have changed a lot since then. So, you know, now it's that much more prevalent. I mean, so, yeah, I, I, you have a definite point there.
3: At the end of the day, you know we're we're always going to have gritty, dark, muddy games. But then we're always going to have a game like uh, you know I bring it up again, BioShock, or like you know all these other you know Shadow of the Colossus, all that, all these beautiful artsy-fartsy, intelligent, higher concept games. We're always going to have them. We're never going to lose them. It's not the end of the world if there's yeah, a thousand gears also, clones out there as well. Now,
0: that if every developer was trying to make you know games like that, it would make games like it, games like those. It would make those games significantly less special i mean it's um and you know it's not necessarily that i i want mm. you know companies to make more gritty dark bullshit you know we need a hero with a uh, big pecs and a gun fuck you and you know that kind of shit I uh, uh, you know uh, but it's it, the more that we have these games that are, are a little bit rare and, and kind of have that sort of you know spark to them that creative spark it's like that creative spark will be lessened so i, I guess it's give and take you know it's just like anything else Nick's very quiet.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm just listening. I'm calling I agree. him out. I mean, yeah. You guys are doing fine on your own. You he knows if he
3: talks, I'm just going to talk over him. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. So and he's, Jim won't say he's cunt, so I'm kind of. I'm <laughs> no, kind I'm not. Be our, I'll never our, say our that our again. I English, uh, <laughs> English guy. I didn't get where I am today <laughs> by giving people what they want. That's
2: true. <laughs> but you did get here by saying cunt. Yeah.
3: So how about this? How about this, Jim? Don't
2: train. say cunt.
3: <laughs> God damn it!
2: <laughs> okay. Uh-huh.
3: I'm. I'm not bitches. like those. I'm not like those Brits you defeated on July 4th um, and you a new improved strain. Yeah, we defeated right. them
2: with reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't surrender. Well, not that. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, Piss we're on a on that. Clever,
0: uh, clever country over here. You should. And yeah, and you're gonna find out when you move to where are you moving when you move to the states, Jim?
3: Mississippi, oh, that's, p-s- that's, that's p-s- yeah. You're gonna Literally. get a taste of America, wow. which
0: you have never seen, my friend. I
3: oh, think shit, it's I've nice. been there. It's nice. It's better than London. Lon- no, I don't. You don't live in southeast London, mate. You come and live. Yeah, you come and fucking live here for a, f- a few days will be enough. Just park your car outside my house and watch in Glee, as a, a scavenous horde of children in cowls and hoods, slash all the tires. My,
2: my Are friend, hoodies really that prevalent a problem? Yeah. My I'd friend know,
3: yeah. my friend came and um came and visited me. He was here for all of a few hours. Went outside, two car tires on the pavement side of the road have been slashed <laughs> by the little fuckers around here. The little mediocre. I was almost going to call <laughs> them a certain word, but I won't. But oh. Little. You know there's poo an appropriate term just use ahead. St- go ahead. on. God damn it. <laughs> Volvers. <laughs> <laughs> But they're so mediocre and they were brought up uh, with their 15 brothers and sisters by some fat woman who sits watch, <laughs> eating Doritos watching Trisha all day. They're completely... have nothing to offer the world. They cannot create, so they must destroy. <laughs> and... You know, if, if... I'm sorry, but some children justify <laughs> pedophilia. Okay. They're that shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and here I was thinking that everybody in Britain was like Stephen no, Fry or Simon Pegg. No, I think there's people who
3: are like that, actually.
0: Yeah. That's uh, unfortunate. Uh, okay, fine, but move to... Uh, okay, when you get to Mississippi, just move to Seattle. It's a lot cooler out here. Plus, I'm out here. We can hang out. You can call people... What's that word that you always say? What? I can't remember. Just say it, you motherfucker. It's my show. I hate you. All right. Um, I think... I think that's about all the time we've got uh, for uh, for this week's edition of Podtoid, um, because we're all just going to be leaving here disappointed anyway, because Jim's being a bastard. Um, but but that about does it for just you know, give us a happy Big ending that there. doesn't involve you know jerking us off. Come on. I, okay, fine, I'm I okay too. with that. All right, um, <laughs> so that's yeah, that's it for Podtoid that's 33. So Stay tuned uh, yeah. next week, hopefully, if everything goes well for our anniversary. Pottoid, in which um, we'll probably be doing something special of some sort. Um, I'll probably be raping a puppy. Um, well, you know,
2: that sounds really
1: promising. <laughs> right, you're and raping not a that puppy. special.
0: That's yeah, that's 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 fucking <laughs> Tuesday for me, man. That's. <laughs> that again? That's right. That's right. Well, um, status yeah, quo so on Podtoy. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.